Hello, hello, hello. This is Sean A. Barksdale of the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. We are here once again and for our final episode with Mr. Larry Howerton Jr. How have you been doing, brother? I'm doing well, brother. Thank you for asking and thank you for having me today. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, This has been a wonderful journey, uh, you know, all these years with you and uh, rehearing a lot of things that I knew, a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, didn't know uh, and I hope that you know our audience um, understands you a little better in the phenomenal individual that you have been able to hear and grow with along with me these last few weeks um, so now you've made parole this is where we're at yes. um, you did something that a lot of people don't do you didn't tell people you were coming home Yeah, you only told me I think and maybe what your uncle, Earl. your yeah. uncle Earl, and my sister, and your sister. Why? Um, the reason I told my sister because bear in mind my mother um had sent me out to get spaghetti, and I wanted my sister to fix spaghetti so I could give my mother her spaghetti. Back. Oh wow! Um, wow! And surprise her. Right. Um, I only told Uncle Earl because he was my uh, home plan, and you know he was the one who um advocated for me to come home. Um, I told you because you know you're my friend. I knew you would be there to pick me up and you would help me out with my plan. But the reason I didn't tell the world is because of my fears of exiting out, like having people who would appear that they would be there for you, mm. having people that was really against you, hating mm. on you, right? Not knowing, you know, who I didn't want nobody to get the drop on me, right? Right. Um, and you know, you never know the fears of out there. Absolutely. So like, I move. I move the way I move because I never want nobody to get the drop on me. And I didn't like to, in prison, I didn't like to just answer the question, where you going? Right. That question, where you going, it's like a question that, that makes me um, shy away from people. Right. Yeah, because I like to move the way I move and I don't want no one to know where I'm going. Absolutely. You know, right. um, because I feel that God got me. Right, right, like, right. I don't, I don't feel that a man could, you know, right, have right. me. And Absolutely. Me. So that's why I didn't tell anyone um, why I exited. And it was a shock to everybody. It was. Them. It yeah. was. I, I remember that day uh, at the DMV, you know, seeing you for the first time, you know, after all this time. It was kind of surreal. Um, that that first day home, what was that like for you? How did it, what was that feeling like? It was... Um, the time stand still or move too fast? The time... St- this time was perfect because like bear in mind you went with me to the DMV on yeah. the first day like as soon as I leave the parole I mean the probation right. office I go straight to D- D- DMV right I got a goal I got I got a, a mission you know what I mean right. and it starts with being able to drive it starts with being able to um you took me shopping um family you know they showed their love and it was it was good to be home you know what I mean because I had been gone since I was a child so nobody knew me like right. you were the only one that knew me, right? You know, what I mean, right. um, Kool Aid was the only one that knew me, right? Um, no one knew me, so it was like I was new to the world. Correct, and correct. I'm still new to the world. Tr- correct, correct. Because yeah. I tell a lot of people, y'all have y'all have not been able because he only been here a year and a half, and I I know what he's able to do once he gets his footing, right? And um, with that being said, um, knowing you saw me at you know at, I. I not at my worst points, but you've seen me when I wasn't who I became and you helped along that journey. Um, how was it seeing me out here and how important was it to connect yourself with good people? Um, it was very important to connect myself with good people because I realized that 
that is key into reacclimating yourself into society. That is key to success is to to um, connect yourself with good people. It's a thing called pro social and anti social. Mm. Pro social is you know being around good people, doing good things. Anti social is you still around people, but mm-hmm. you're doing everything antisocial. Mm. So I, I learned about being pro-social inside of prison. And one of the things was do the right thing if you're by yourself or you're with the right people. And it's easier when you're with the right people that can remind you of doing correct. the correct things. Right. Yeah. So um, it was good to see you out here thriving and, and being that person that I believed in. Because yeah, no doubt. every step, like, it's just, it's not me just saying that I believe in you. You've seen it, like, Time after time, when you called on me, I was like, "Bro, I believe in you," and it wasn't yeah. no second questioning. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like I believe in you. Right. And um, seeing you doing the things you are doing, it's like I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? I appreciate that, and, man. Um, That's real too. Yeah. You know, it ain't no fluff to it because, um, you know, I'm big on relationships, right? Because as I said, I didn't, I didn't understand relationships because they were different to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't go in the home and have and have a lot of relationships. My only relationship was with my mom. Yeah. If I go in the house or my grandparents before they passed away. So the children that I had relationships with, I either had to go outside to get it or in school. Mm-hmm. So the religion Islam gave me a real friendship yeah. because it stripped away. We didn't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe a couple of oodles and noodles more than a person, but you didn't really have anything. It wasn't like you had a house or I had a car or you had you didn't have real tangible things. And we formed that bond and that friendship. And it was real. You know what I'm saying? So it was easy coming out here saying, man, we really going to have each other back. You know, and like I said, the brother really saw the mission. You know what I'm saying? My mission. And then on top of that, uh, your Uncle Earl. You know, believe them because that relationship, I formulated that relationship with him as well. Yeah. You know, um, because the way you had talked about him and I wanted him to see me so that he could see you because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a mirror for you. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that things that I had learned from you, the way I had learned from you, the things, few things that you may have learned from me, that we would do some extraordinary things out here, that we would do some things, um, as you said, to try to, you know, save lives. You know, so how important did that become in the mission for you? Um, it became very important. It became very important because um, one thing that I do all the time and people get on me for it is that I don't only look at the good things, the good side of everything. I look at the good side of people like a lot of people see bad in everybody. Right. But I'm the one that's the opposite. I see good in everybody. And Correct. It's like I just got to reach in there and find that potential I got to know that people can be reached, you know what I mean? And I got to find a way to reach them. Um, I know I can't save the world, but this message going out here to the world right now is going to save some lives. It's going to save some lives in bigger than soft Boston. Right. It's going to save some lives in bigger than Virginia. It's going to save some lives over the world. Right. Just hearing my story and my testimony, you know, and um, like that's what I'm about. I'm about seeing the good in people and trying to bring it out of them. I believe right. that life is valuable. Right. I believe that your life was valuable, you know what I'm saying? And I believe that that you are a wonderful father because I watch you and, and stuff like that. And then on the flip side, I do see people and they want you to be committed to their baggage. Right. I'm the one that's trying to pull them and teach them how to, you know, handle their baggage, but I'm not going to be committed to their baggage. To their baggage, right. You know, and that's a good way of looking at that. Yeah, because like people don't 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 consciously put that in their mind that I want somebody to be committed to my baggage. 
but that's really how they feel when they want you to hang around them every day or be around them every day or you know to um be in their their company all the time it's like you have this baggage and i'm out here with a pure slate right you know what i'm saying don't try to hold me up with your your baggage baggage, you know what i'm saying because everybody has issues and my big thing is that I can't let someone else's issues become my issues because I would have two issues. That's right. But issue of me stepping out into society and trying to establish my footing and trying to accomplish my goals. And then I have to take my resources to focus on everybody else's other issues. Right. While just I can reach them in this mass way by Facebook or social media or podcasts and so forth and so on. So I am going and the open doors that are being open for me, but not every door I can go in. Right. I'm going in the most um, productive doors. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm <laughs> brother tell you, I'm very, uh, I'm, we're protective, you know, we're protective of each other. And it's not that we don't know how to handle ourselves, you know, when we're not around each other and things of that nature. But I know, I didn't have uh, certain things when I came home. So I wanted certain platforms. I wanted certain things to be in place for an individual like yourself coming home. And, and with that, and, 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 and that is, is pivotal. Um, not making someone else's issues, your issues. Um, with that being said, uh, your life today, um, what message do you want to give or tell your younger self? And what message would you want to tell your future self? Um, I want to tell my younger self that my worst day out here is better than my best day in prison. Hmm. I want to tell my older self that everything I did back then makes me think the way I think now, walk the way I walk now, and be who I am. So don't forget who I was Hmm. because that's my future, who I am. Wow. Um, that's wonderful. Uh, you're a wonderful brother, man, a wonderful individual. Um, I have loved and adored walking beside you, man, the last 20 something years, brother, you know, and I hope that, you know, um, I continue to walk beside you and that I walk with you in the next life. Um, I mean, and, uh, with that said, uh, this is the last episode with Mr. Lawrence, Larry Howerton Jr., thank you for sharing your story on the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. I hope that it reaches and touches someone and that they can be more informed, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, Sean, and I hope that they will be more informed and take a, take a chance to just listen to what I have to say today because what I have to say can impact the world. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Sean A. Boxdale, and this has been the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. Representation is extremely important, and sometimes it has to be civil, and sometimes it has to be criminal. If you need help in these areas, please call Mike Trent of the Trent Law Practice. He can be found at 7S Main Street, Halifax, Virginia, 24558. And that phone number is 434-471-4339. If you want to get it right, call Mike.